poets and intellectuals of this time, the innovative minds, the intelligentsia, those that are breaking down the barriers and choosing a bohemian existence, escaping from dreary suburban ideals and materialistic death traps. Where are these engaging people? The risk takers, the revolutionaries, those living apart from this big unrest, those escaping the sterility of corporate junkies who get high on materialistic consumption. Welcome to the Bohemian Beat. We will journey beyond the horizon and find the artists living on the edge, going down into the murky waters of their very existence, where these brave souls have re-emerged with art that is challenging, original and brutal. You have tuned into The Bohemian Beat. I'm ready with you for another hour of poetry and music. But first, let's settle in with a track from a Canadian electronic music group known as A Tribe Called Red with How I Feel. Cause it's much harder living it than listening to the hardships So the heart's conditioned to condition the air When the air that conditions keep cool But the more tears sometimes are clear the vision Not what I see Been a long time coming to drop Running, rocking, reaching new peaks So them youngest can finally summit Climbing high above and then flying from it Up to the skies and overstanding the corruption And deconstructing the lies I've seen this country decline Try to keep discussions confined Hide the underside, over extract And try to undermine Damn, but I still believe in the truth whether it's an MC in a booth or a PhD in a suit Yo, when we yelling, protest Tell them the feeling is peaceful We profess, we protest Defy the will of the people Tell them what they must know Turn it up loud when we bust blows Not in hushed tones Speaking up, let the trust grow Now you don't gotta tell me how you feel Cause I can see it in your eyes You don't gotta tell me the pain is real Cause I can hear it in your cry
scars that leave behind a separation from the fam Segregation on the land, it was all part of the plan And the blood is on your hands It's all divide and conquer, colonize and slaughter Stabbing at the heart through the backs of our grandfathers Now we see our daughters that are disappearing quickly Say it's through the cracks while ignoring all the history Government's been scooping babies way before the 60s When you legalize abduction, you legalize the misery So now you see the mystery is really not too complicated Justice is unequally distributed My observation, money could be made While the kids are steady oscillating Splitting up a family has now become an occupation And it's been part of the occupation Since residential schools enforced starvation It's a nation with racism Here since the start of it Hard to let go cause it's carved in the heart of it Relation to the land and our eyes We're a part of it Roots where I stand I could never depart from it And you don't have to tell me how you feel Cause I can see it in your eyes And they don't have to prove to me That the pain is real Cause I can hear it in their cries was a tribe called Red with I Feel How I Feel from their 2016 concept album, We Are the Halusa Nation. Built around the Halusa Nation, inspired by the late Native American rights activist, musician and poet John Trudell, who lived between 1946 and 2015. The Halusa Nation aims to promote inclusivity, empathy and acceptance amongst all races and genders in the name of social justice. They believe that Indigenous people need to define their identity on their own terms. Trudell was in the process of collaborating with the group prior to his death and is featured on two tracks, including this one called We Are the Halusa Nation. We are the tribe that they cannot see. We live on an industrial reservation. We are the Halusa Nation. We have been called the Indians. We have been called Native American. We have been called hostile. We have been called pagan. We have been called militant. We have been called many names. We are the Halusa Nation. We are the human beings. The callers of names cannot see us, but we can see them. We are the Halusa Nation. Our DNA is of earth and sky. Our DNA is of past and future. We are the Halusa Nation. We are the evolution, the continuation.
was A Tribe Called Red with We Are the Halusa Nation, featuring John Trudell. John Trudell was the son of a Santee Dakota father and a Mexican mother. He grew up in small towns near the Santee Sioux Reservation in northern Nebraska. In 1963, when he was 17 years old, he dropped out of high school and joined the U.S. Navy. He served during the early years of the Vietnam War and stayed in the Navy until 1967. Afterward, he studied radio broadcasting in California, where he became involved in political activism. In the late 1960s, Trudell and a community group, Indians of All Tribes, occupied Alcatraz Island for 21 months in a symbolic effort to claim the island for the Indian people. The event brought international attention to the American Indian cause and helped to ignite the contemporary Indian people's movement. The following poem by John Trudell is called Of Many Realities from his 2000 album DNA, Descendant, Now, Ancestor. In the reality of many realities, how we see what we see affects the quality of our reality. We are children of earth and sky, DNA, descendant, now ancestor, human being, physical spirit, bone, flesh, blood as spirit, metal, mineral, water as spirit. We are in time and space, but we're from beyond time and space. The past is part of the present. The future is part of the present. Life and being are interwoven. We are the DNA of Earth, Moon, planets, stars. We are related to the universal. Creator created creation, spirit and intelligence with clarity being and human as power. We are a part of the generations of evolution. We are a part of the memories. These memories carry knowledge. These memories carry our identity beneath race, gender, class, age, beneath citizen, business, state, religion. We are human being. And these memories are trying to remind us human beings, human beings. It is time to rise up. Remember who we are. And during those times when it's harder to remember reasons to laugh, than it is to remember reasons to cry. It has to do with how remember remembers. The realms of memories and pick and choose. The conditionings of pain leave deeper imprints, repressing laughter and a competition of pick me. Stars in the night, dimming bright, racing the sun. With memories of good and bad lined up in line, who do we pick out first and most in the lined up? Reliving same shadow parts of the past all over as good memories and reasons to laugh wonder. Who and what turned the past into the diseased? Feelings transmuted into ambushes of hysterical. Feeding our natural fires into emotional fevers. 
high-octane combustion for erupting internals. And at the core of blaming is blaming ourselves and the mining by trauma with distorting perceptions. The wrong to become the wrong and that's their worth. Turning images of self into fragments of who we are. Good things that happen and reasons to laugh wait. Wanting their fair turn to bring the balance they bring. Feeling like wallflowers in the dance hall of memories. With too many singers singing too many sad songs. Like a desperate drought in a desert using tears for rain. nationally since 2007 across the community radio network. We just heard John Trudell and Quest with Tears for Rain and before that John Trudell reading his poem of many realities. After the Alcatraz occupation and the failure of the federal government to meet demands of the protesters at Alcatraz, Trudell went on to become national spokesman of the American Indian Movement. The FBI dossier on Trudell exceeded 17,000 pages, one of the longest in the Bureau's history. An extract from the memo states, He is extremely eloquent, therefore extremely dangerous. In 1979, Trudell's controversial career in politics came to a sudden end, hours after he burned an American flag in protest on the steps of the FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. Trudell's pregnant wife, three children and mother-in-law were killed in a suspicious house fire on a Nevada reservation. He retreated from the public eye and spent the next four years driving a car throughout North America. It was during this time that his voice as a poet began to surface, giving him a new expression for his powerful opinions and raw emotions. I quote, About six months after the fire, these lines came into my head, and something told me to write them down and not stop writing them. They're called poems, but in reality, they're lines given to me to hang on to. This next poem is called One Journey. Moths and other sacred wings, butterflies and bees whisper. In breath of the wind, blessed ways, blessing way things. Dreams are the mind's streams, thought pictures of the spirit. There are dreams of the day, there are dreams of night. Thinking and dreaming are related. Dreams of the day we make our own. Dreams of night, part of eternal stone. There are dream takers taking from dream worlds, taking dreams as a way of stealing thoughts, 
turning minds inside and out. Dream slavers want to change our connections to ourselves, mess with our dreams, make us unsure, unclear about right and wrong, feed our dreams and instincts to industrial profit machine. Difference between dream and fantasy, reality and illusion, center and no center. Dreams of the day keep our spirit alive, our creative mind, who we really are. With dreams we can create and heal. Follow our original purpose. Dreams are protection, good medicine, blessed way, blessed way things. Sun and moon continue. We are all on one journey. with Dream Flight, and before that, One Journey, a poem by the late Native American poet and activist John Trudell, who we are featuring today on the Bohemian Beat. 
John Trudell is best known for his fearless confrontation of the harsh realities of Native American history and culture, first as a leader of the American Indian movement and then as an acclaimed musician and poet. In 1982, he began merging his poetry with both traditional Native American and contemporary music. The following piece, They're Mining Us, is from a 2000 recording. We all understand that in this technologic reality that we live, this technologic dimensional reality that we live in, we understand that they can take the DNA of the earth that is called uranium in that shape and form. So they can take that DNA of the earth that is uranium and it has being, spirit, and they can take it from the earth and they put it through a mining refinement process and convert the being part of that uranium into a form of energy, electrical energy, that they call power. And in a way it is power, but, but in reality it's a mutated form of power. And after they do this kind of a process, then, then we, under, you know, we know that there's toxic waste and that there's poison left over from it. And we know they do it with fossils. Take that old dinosaur DNA and put it through the mining refining process and convert the being of that DNA into a form of energy that runs, again, another electrical system. And that also leaves behind its pollutions and its things. See, so I think that they're doing it to us. Because we come from the same reality, we're made up of the same thing. Our shape is different. That's all. Our shape and our function is different because our shape is different. But you come down to the genetic makeup of all of it, or the majority of water. But water has metals in it and it has minerals in it. See, but I think as a part of that reality, see, that we're being mined. The being part of human is being mined. It's being mined by a perception of reality. And the people who enforce that perception of reality by indoctrinating it into every generation of human beings that is born. See, so... To me, one of the purposes of this technologic perceptional civilization is that we are the fuel that runs it. And the poison, the toxic that is left over from the mining of the being part of human through the human, through the intelligence of the human, all right, all the fears and doubts and insecurities that, that we have in our lives within our own personal reality about who we are, the things that others don't see, that's the pollution and the toxic left over from the mining of the being part of human. That's the pollution that's left over, see, because in that kind of a haze, see, we don't see ourselves clearly. We do not see and recognize clearly who we are, and we're never encouraged to. We're encouraged to be good citizens or good this religion or good that religion or good, you know, good workers, good, <laughs> but we're never encouraged to be real about human beings. In a way, we're never really encouraged to be good to ourselves. See, we're mentally and psychologically oppressed and manipulated so that we seek things to gratify ourselves, but that doesn't mean we bring good to ourselves. In a mining process, to me, you know, it's the civilizing process itself. Because somewhere in there, it's like someone's eating spirit. Our spirit is being converted into an energy to run something, all right? And it's like it's eating our spirit. See, and, you know, everyone has their religions and their stuff, see, but it makes me wonder, how do we participate in this spiritual reality if we live in a mechanism now where the human has been conditioned and trained to eat its own spirit? 
and turn it into fuel for the system.
This is a bohemian beat and we just heard A Tribe Called Red with Buffy St. Marie with the track Working for the Government and before that a piece called They're Mining Us by the late Native American poet and activist John Trudell from his 2000 album DNA, Descendant Now Ancestor, which is poetry weaved around contemplations about who we are and our relationship to reality. This next piece is called We Are Shapes of the Earth and a language warning for the track that follows. I want to talk a little bit about who we are because I think the coherency of our future depends upon us knowing who we are and I mean truly understanding who we are because our relationship to reality and our relationship to power is based upon that understanding. But sometimes I feel like I'm in a reality where we don't remember who we are, so therefore we don't know who we are. We speak a language we don't understand, and because of this we don't know where we are. And I think that we live in a technologic reality, that these conditions are the result of a mining process. I'm going to call it a mining process. And there's a reason we are in this situation. But it's got to do with being fed upon by a system. So I want to go to who we are. See, we're the human beings. And it's very important because we all know how to say the words. We know the terms. I know we know the terms because they taught them to us. They programmed this to us. And the, 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 the words, human beings. But our relationship to reality is in that definition. So human, the bone, flesh, and blood, the DNA of the human, the bone, flesh, and blood is literally made up of the metals, minerals, and liquids of the earth. So we are parts of the earth. We are shapes of the earth. We're forms of the earth. This is the form that we are. All of the things of the earth have the same DNA as the human does. Everything of the earth has the same DNA as the human. Everything is made up of the metals, minerals, and liquids of the earth, but the shape is just different, and the purpose is different. And being, we have being. That's our essence. That's our spirit. And all of the things of the earth have the same DNA as the human has, so all the things of the earth have being. Spirit. And our relationship to power and reality is in that understanding of who we are. We are forms of the earth, and that's reality. Nothing will ever change that reality. What has changed is our perceptional <laughs> relationship to reality. And what has happened to us through the millennium and through this whole technologic perception of reality, what has happened to the human beings, is that, to me, it's like a disease in one way. It's like this thing just kind of spreads. And as it diseases the spirit of the people, it affects the perception of reality. So in one way, it's kind of like that. It's like a possession. But in another way, it's almost like a mechanical thing, this mining process that takes place. And it's almost like this thing that they call technologic civilization, see, is predatory upon our lives. Anybody ever feel something's missing from their life? 
like purpose or understanding or self-worth or self, whatever the deal is, they're mining us. <laughs> All right? They're mining us. And one of, the, one of the objectives of this whole technologic, civilized, perceptional reality has got to do with erasing the memories of the human beings. Because we have a common collective experience. We are all the descendants of tribes. Back in the time of the original dream, see, we were all tribes and we were all the earth's children and we all knew that the earth was our mother and that we were a part of a spiritual reality, see, because we had being. We understood that there was a spiritual reality and we were physical in a spiritual reality. We being who we are today, however we landed in this reality, whoever we are today, we carry the genetic experience of our lineage from the very beginning. It's encoded in the DNA. It's like a genetic memory. Something about the experience of the journey. We have it in us. It's like... But anyway, within our genetic memories, within our genetic memories, somewhere hidden in there, we all come from a people. Every one of us comes from a people that understood that we lived in a spiritual reality. And because we lived in a spiritual reality, every one of our beginning ancestral peoples understood that life was about responsibility. So we were responsible for the past and the future as well as the present. And we understood that all things had being. So we knew who we were, we understood what we were saying, and we knew where we were, we knew our purpose. And this reality lives in our genetic memory because see as human beings whoever we are the individuals we are now that experience is there it's at 90 percent of the brain to tell us we can't use <laughs> so they're using it <laughs> freedom item meet him where's your freedom this one needs a brand new freedom Weed and the key, weed and the key them to life. Let's beat them. Weed them smartphones, don't beat them.
say we're not with them We're solid and we don't need to kick them This is North, South, East and Western Yeah, guns, close doors to the system Yeah, fuck them when we say we're not with them We're solid and we don't need to kick them This is North, South, East and Western We represent them peeps, they're them players on the act And before that, John Trudell with We Are Shapes of the Earth. This is The Bohemian Beat, and today we are featuring Native American poet and activist John Trudell. Let's continue with another track from his album DNA, Descendant Now Ancestor, called The Earth Was the Mother, where he examines the evolution of spirit, mind, and God. So life was about responsibility. And the earth was the mother. And at some point in the evolution of the human beings, another perception of reality appeared. And this perception of reality, it took the spirit away from the animals and all of the other things. And it started changing spirit into human form, the gods and the goddesses. So at some point in the evolution, see, it started to take the way the people prayed. But it has to do with iron and bronze and all these things being, being starting to become mined. So it's like it kind of evolved in this kind of a way. It's like, see, in a way, religion emerged, in it, but it was like a mining tool for the technologic reality that was manifesting itself through industrialization. But it became almost like a tool, see, because you got to go to the center of where the human being is, because all human beings want to know where we come from and where we're going, what's our purpose. So you've got to go there if you're going to mess with them. You have to go there to the very beginnings. The beginnings and the heart of the spiritual realities. So the God thing evolved, the religious thing that changed the creation story from being a creation story to where there was a new story. And this new story was that there was a male dominator God removed from the earth who owned everything because he made it. So he owned it. 
All right, now, at this point, in our common collective genetic ancestral memory, every one of our relations back in that time rejected this because life worked for them. Because the earth was the mother and the sky was the father. It's like the great spirit. Spirits, everything, it worked for them. They maintained a balance. They knew who they were. They knew what their purpose was. They knew their relationship to power. They knew everything about their lives. So it worked for them. But they were forced to accept this other perceptional reality through violence and terror and aggression. Same thing happened to the Indians here by the descendants of the tribes of Europe, happened to the tribes of Europe and their descendants. That's why they behaved the way they did when they got here. And this is where I think sexism comes from. I think it comes from our relationship to the earth. See, I think sexism was one of the mining tools because when you're going to convince all of the human beings in whatever tribes that they're in, as you come into contact with them, you had to turn them against the earth to promote this male god thing to alter the perceptional reality. So this is where sexism came. It came as a way because, see, as long as the people considered themselves to be the children of the earth and a part of the earth, they would not plunder the earth. They would not aid and abet or accept the plundering of the earth because the earth is their mother. See, so that's why sexism came in as a way because in order to attack the earth amongst the human beings they came into contact with, they had to attack their perceptional reality about the woman in relationship to the earth and life. So sexism, so it, became, it was like a mining tool to help turn us against the earth and make the earth available for plunder. So in order to have all this experience get dumped down in our ancestral past because it was all like what I'm saying is this mining process. As the technology grew, the ways and methods of mining remain the same. And it's almost like a predatory behavior. They never, the behavior pattern never really changes itself. What the behavior pattern does is it just outlasts the generations. So after five generations are gone, the behavior pattern can be as predatory as it ever was, like medieval civil, uh, Europe. The behavior pattern can be as aggressive as it ever was because after five generations, who's going to remember what was there? The terminology changes, the technology changes. So it's like there's this thing that just kind of been to me, right? That's a part of this civilization that just, it just kind of re-manifests itself, but the continual thing is it eats our spirit to me, used, converts, feeds off of us in some kind of a way. See, so this is why it's important to separate everybody from any ancestral understandings and teachings because, see, they don't want anybody to know this. So everybody thinks they got hope. And the thing continues to spread because you women... Look at what the women's suffrage was in, in the 1800s. So now you have the right to vote and you made certain little gains, but see, it's still the same war. And the concessions are given very slowly. And it's, it's this way with labor, it's this way with all of the things. But anyway, it's behavior pattern basically remains the same. And it's means of conducting its behavior pattern. That's what really changes. And, and the generation of people that it gets conducted on, this changes. But in order for all this stuff to happen, they have to neutralize our intelligence. They have to create a confusion in our own perceptional reality. So somewhere in each and every one of us, there's a collective genetic memory that goes way back to the beginning of the original dream, the beginning of our stories. 
And our relationship to power in reality is connected to us understanding that that is there. But we're in a technologic perception of reality that does not want us to understand that. yours. We hear what you say. One earth, one mother. One does not sell the earth. The people walk upon. We are the land. How do we sell our mother? How do we sell the star? How do we sell the air? Crazy horse. We hear what you say. Too many people standing their ground, standing the wrong ground. Predator's face, he possessed a race. Possession, a war that doesn't end. Children of God feed on children of earth. Days people don't care for people. These days are the hardest. Material fields, material harvest. Decoration on chain that binds. Mirrors gold. The people lose their minds. Crazy horse, we hear what you say. One earth. One mother. One does not sell the earth. The people walk upon. We are the land.
today is now and then. Dream smokes touch the clouds. Funny day when death didn't die. Real world time tricks shadows lie. Red, white, perception, deception. Predator tries civilizing us. But the tribes will not go without return. Genetic light from the other side. A song from the heart. Our hearts to give. The wild days. The glory days live. Crazy horse, we hear what you say. One earth, one mother. One does not sell the earth. The people walk upon. We are the land. How do we sell our mother? How do we sell the stars? How do we sell the air? Crazy horse, we hear what you say. Crazy horse, we hear what you say. We are the seventh generation. We are the seventh generation. Listening to the Bohemian Beat, and we just heard John Trudell with Crazy Horse from his 2001 album Bone Days, and before that, with The Earth Was the Mother from his album DNA Descendant Now Ancestor. Well, I hope you've enjoyed exploring some of the works of John Trudell, an outspoken champion of the Native American cause. And we have run out of time. Check out the website, thebohemianbeat.com, for more information and podcasts. And I will be back next week. Same beat time, same bohemian frequency, for more poetry and music. And we will end with a track by Indigenous Resistance called Sacred Power. Thank you for joining me on the Bohemian Beat. I'm ready. Understand the concept of sacred things. Learn that there are moments to hold things close. Wait, wait for the right moment to reveal them, because then they will carry with them a sacred power. Learn, learn to be quiet. There are moments to speak, moments to listen. In times of danger, still. Watch carefully. Observe the money world. This money world is moving too fast for people to take notice of things. The things that are important. This is the blindness that will defeat them. Open your eyes to the concept of the sacred things.
Sayana mengutang. <tuk>